Hey all you nerds out there, are you looking for more wrestling content or podcasts? Then go on over to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And check out NXT and We with PJ and Brett. These fellow nerds review every single NXT episode and also have their very own wrestling interview series among other fun stuff. So, go check out NXT and We today with PJ and Brett. Also, A-Rock Designs. I want to take a minute to give a quick shout out to A-Rock Designs. That is spelled A-R-O-C-K-K Designs. A-Rock Designs is ran by Ashley Rodriguez. She makes all those cool wrestling cups you see floating around. So, if you want to get your hands on any custom merchandise, hit up Ashley Rodriguez at A-Rock Designs. If you can think it, she can make it. Last but not least, do you love wrestling and do you want to talk more about wrestling? Then head on over to Wrestling Review Society on Facebook. WRS is ran by my good friend Kevin Rodriguez. Kevin interviews your fave pro wrestlers every week and has the most amazing free, that's right, free giveaway. All you have to do is join Wrestling Review Society on Facebook and you could be the next big winner. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. Hey, this is uh, Sledge Gibson, and you are listening to the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio, and my guest at this time is Sledge Gibson. What's going on, Sledge? How you doing today? Uh, about as well as everybody else during these weird times. Yeah, yeah. Well, what have you been up to this uh, this whole during this whole madness? Well, I, I fall into the essential employee category, so I've been uh, working this entire time. Well, well, thank you for that, man. What do you What do you do for work? I'm an equipment operator at a medical supply warehouse. Wow, how is that? Uh, not bad. Uh, believe it or not, uh, basically all the hospitals are supplied. Essentially, since uh, I guess elective surgeries have like ended or not doing anything right now, we're very light on work because. Uh, as far as our customers are concerned, they're all stocked up and ready to go, so we actually haven't been working full days lately. Well, I guess that's kind of a good thing. It's like a win-win. Well, yeah, it's a validation that they're stocked up, but also that, man, I, I, I mean, I could stay, but I'll be cleaning all day. <laughs> nice. Um, have you been keeping up with uh, the current product WWE and AEW has been putting out? I'm staying aware of what's going on. Uh, I haven't necessarily been watching all of it, because to be honest, uh, the no crowd thing seemed like a good idea in theory, but honestly, it sucks all the energy out of what's going on to where I just can't watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. Like I said in my previous podcast, I'm not talking smack about any wrestlers. I'm not talking any wrestlers. Sorry, I'm not talking smack about WWE. And I'm not talking smack about AEW. It's just it's very hard to watch the show with no no crowd. Yeah, it's difficult. It's not bad. It's just it doesn't grab you. I guess it's like watching a comedy without a laugh track. It's still funny. It's just <laughs> not as funny as it could be. I like that. Uh, you know, AE. You know, but kudos to you know WWE and AEW. Um, 
you know, AEW is like thinking outside the box. They're having wrestlers as, you know, the, you know, the fans, you know, just sitting out in the audience, which is, which is a good idea. Well, which I like a lot, you know, what do you think about that? I like it. It's different. They have people reacting, which is kind of important. Yeah. You know, 100%. Wrestling performance art and you basically you're reading and reacting to what people are, you know, giving you back. Like if you're just playing in silence, you could be having a completely crap match and nobody would know because <laughs> there's nobody reacting. At least this way you get some feedback. Yeah, no, 100%, man. Um so let's talk about you, man. How did how did you um start your wrestling career? What made you want to become a wrestler? I, I didn't have the wonderful cliche wrestling background of i watched wrestling since i was six that's not what happened uh i watched anime since i was six and i watched an anime called ultimate muscle that came on fox kids on saturday mornings ultimate muscle (laughs) ultimate muscle was just solely about professional wrestling but they were like aliens of various races that fought (laughs) using wrestling moves it was pretty funny actually since all the characters were based off of like wrestlers from the 80s and what really got you into that show? Just, you know, like, were you always into anime and it just that show uh, grabbed your attention? I love anime. And it just came on one day and I was like, this is really cool. And as a <laughs> result of watching that, I started watching, you know, actual wrestling. Gotta, I gotta ask, man, what are some, you know, professional wrestlers that really, you know, grabbed your attention for the first time? For the first time, I think the first wrestler I actually bothered to watch on TV was Kane. Not for any in-ring work, because I wasn't really diving that deep when I was that young so much as he just looked really interesting with, you know, the fast, uh, the mask and the, all the red and fire. I was like, this is pretty cool. This isn't regular stuff I see. <laughs> was Kane one of your favorite wrestlers? Growing up, no. He just caught my attention because it's like, <laughs> this is really different than watching Martin on TV. What's going on right now? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, who is your favorite wrestler? Um, you know, professional wrestler um, while watching. Since I was a little late to the game, I guess uh, when I had to go back and watch wrestling for the sake of knowing what I was talking about, <laughs> history-wise, I was like, I gravitated towards Ricky Steamboat's work personally. That's all-time favorite wrestler. If you ask me who my current favorite wrestler is, that's working now, it's Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler was good, man. It, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, man, he was awesome. You know, back in the day. Um, why? What? What? What made Ricky the Dragon, you know, Steamboat really grab your attention? He's just really fluid. It's trying to. It's hard to explain. It's just really fluid. Like, like the first time I saw him do an arm drag, and I was like, man, that is really, really nice. <laughs> Charlie Crisp, he could tell a good story. He grabs me with his wrestling. Like, uh, you know, you just randomly pick a match in a network and just watch it. But without any explanation, you get the gist of what's going on as far as a story they're telling. Yeah. I feel like he's really good at that. All right. And what made Dolph Ziggler grab your attention? Oh, his in-ring's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Like, his like, his selling is, in, is off the charts. He's the closest thing to it. I always feel like he's the closest thing to a Shawn Michaels that we have now. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like the uh, your 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 thought on that. Why do you think that? Yeah, harken back to the in-ring selling. He can legitimately make anybody look better. Yeah, and that is just great. To me. Yeah, uh, you know, and you're saying that. Um, I, I just thought when you said that, 
I thought about to him and Goldberg at SummerSlam last year. Yeah, he saved the returning Goldberg's legacy. Legacy, like Goldberg was great before. Then he came back and he had some less than spectacular performance. And yep. Then they literally put him with Dolph Ziggler for the sole purpose of him looking great. <laughs> oh, one million percent, dude. Dolph, like Dolph Ziggler, like made him with like a million dollars in that ring. <laughs> you know, and that says a lot about a wrestler. Um, so tell us, tell us about your um. When you started training, like, how was your um, the training for you to become, you know, for the, for the wrestling? Well, when I first started training, it was a place called GXW, which incidentally is the same place that Shane Strickland started training at once upon a time. But uh, four months into me being there, they closed. Oh, man. As a lot of, as a lot of wrestling schools do end up closing. <laughs> uh, students not paying rent or whatever. But... Um, as a result of that, uh, we got taken in by a fellow named Robert Cropper, who who runs Classic Pro Wrestling out of uh, Ladysmith, Virginia. He had a ring, so he took us in. He was teaching us stuff, but he'll, he he would tell you himself that he's not a teacher. Uh, not too long after, uh, the current uh, WWE UK ref, uh, Chris Package Sharp, who was originally from OVW, came there because he needed to ring the train in so he so he ended up training us for a year so that that was really nice because if he didn't uh, i don't know where any of us would be at the moment (laughs) (laughs) nice and how long how how long did your training take for you until you got booked at your you know first show uh sadly like three months (laughs) oh (laughs) why do you say sadly I, no, I wasn't ready to be on the show to be honest. Uh, but it's like th- uh, I'm six foot four and I'm really in shape. So mm-hmm. appearances alone, it's like okay, just let him go. Just put me out there, sink or swim. I guess. Which I guess isn't a bad way to do it. But for my anxiety, that was awful. <laughs> God, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Three months. That's that's a that's a really 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 short time frame to to get booked in your first match. Fortunately, it wasn't like a match match. It was just a gimmick thing. It was a ten thousand dollar body slam challenge. Okay, that's not bad. You know, no, the guy I was with was an actual shoot four hundred fifty pounds. So, I, I thought it was, was. I thought it was like a uh, just a I thought it was like a quick little singles match, like you know, six eight minute match, like your first match out there in three months. Like, oh shit! Like, damn. I know. That came out a month later, so four oh. months in, I had a match match. <laughs> How was that? It wasn't bad. Uh, it was me and my well, one of my training partners named Travis. We had to work like a six-minute quick match. We, we we put it all together beforehand, even practiced it. And after that, we had to do a tag match, which was then guys who known by the Hounds of Hades at that time. So, And they did most of the work in the second match that day, so... It was fine. I just listened and just did what I told. <laughs> yeah, just did what you're told to do, and then that's it. Um, I know you work for a company called um, UEW. Yes. UEW, man. Let's hear some. Let's. I actually um had an interview with the promoter, um, a few months back. A great guy, and I I absolutely love what you guys are doing. Um, how did you get into you know working in UEW? Uh, Chris Keefe, who's the owner and operator of United Elite Wrestling, uh, is actually my best friend. <laughs> yeah, actually convinced me to go get trained to wrestle. Because I told him beforehand, because he used to be the training director at Gold's Gym near where I live. 
that I wanted to wrestle him. And, yeah, like a lot of people, not the biggest self-starter in the world, so I had excuses as to why I wouldn't do something. So he's like, just go ahead and do it. And I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. I did. We just kind of bonded over wrestling. And, like, he was coming to my shows that I was having when I started, you know, getting up and going. And he started his own podcast for a while with our friend Tommy. And through the process of doing that, they decided they wanted to start their own wrestling promotion. And that's pretty much how that happened. What kind of work do you do for UEW? Um, I know you, like, you're like you an active wrestler up there. Um, a, a question we have from a fellow nerd. He wants to know, can you talk about UEW and what amazing things that you guys are doing to create such a family-friendly wrestling experience in the Richmond area? Uh, he says his kids are members of the fan club in UEW, and you guys always seem to go the extra mile for the fans. I see. What I do for you, I, besides the wrestling thing, uh, I make the graphics, I edit the videos. Uh, I'm also, probably shouldn't say, but I'm also co-booker for the show. Oh, okay. Uh, and by co-booker, not to the depths of I don't have final say so much as he asks me, what do you think of so-and-so? I'm like, oh, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I actually saw the graphic work for for you know the flyers, man. Awesome job, man. Uh, sick, sick work. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> no, you were good, and I'm gonna put you over really quick here, man. So, Sledge, guys, listen. Sledge has helped me out so much with my um my graphics on Nerds of Wrestling. I remember I was looking for, you know, some some new you know artwork, some something cool, and I, you know, Chris actually, you know pointed me you know pointed me out to you and i was like hey can you do this for me he's like yeah i got you and then you send me the the artwork i'm like holy shit this is sick wait now i gotta learn how to now i gotta learn how to photoshop and you know my buddy danny has been um you know photoshopping all 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 the artwork so shout out to danny but holy shit dude like i i can't thank you enough for just for everything you you've done for me for you know my you know my artwork my you know, little logos I asked you to make, and it, it, it really does mean a lot, bro. Oh, no, no problem. Wait, we can curse on here? Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying so hard not to curse. No, okay. okay. <laughs> cool. Game changer. Uh, anyway, as for, well, no problem on the uh, graphics thing. Uh, like The video editing and graphics making thing, I feel like you should really know how to do all that stuff yourself so you don't have to rely on other people if you can. Yeah, I'll try, but, I'm trying, dude. <laughs> but let's see. As for how we make it family friendly, uh, that is a key focus because you, you want to keep a broad demographic of people who will come to your shows. Like if you make a show R-rated, it does limit to who can see it, right? Very true. So we try to mix things up. You'll have your match that is like, you know, a spot fest that will probably appeal to adult 20, 30, 40 somethings that are like, oh, that was cool. But we also, you know, we have characters like uh, Timmy Danger, Max Morrison. You know, people, it's less about the wrestling and more about the crowd interaction and the character stuff that they do you know that's more for the kids like the simply safer stuff like yeah enjoyable for everybody uh one family friendly thing that we do which is depending on where you are as a wrestling fan but we don't have intergender matches at uew uh personally i don't have a problem with them i there there is an issue of believability sometimes with that <laughs> Which yeah. I understand, but yeah, we don't do those. And as far as I know, we're not going to do those. So yeah, that's about 
all the family friendly we go. Men don't hit women. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, you never know though. Maybe down the line, you guys will decide to do a uh, an intergender match. Intergender match. Oh, gee, I can't talk today. Intergender match. <laughs> <laughs> we've had the we've had the conversation. The conversation is just how we make it believable. And I was like, we just got to find the right person to do it. Who in your who in your mind is perfect for a intergender match and UEW? Who's perfect that exists? In that? Uh, I think well, Jordan Grace would be good for the intergender match because she's actually you know built. Yeah, one hundred percent. Who would she go? Who would you guys put her against? <clears throat> As far as uh, who we have on the active roster, oh, can't even talk active roster of <laughs> UEW. It'd probably be Ethan Cross because oh. Ethan is Ethan is a very well built guy, slim, kind of kind of jacked for his age. He's not super tall either; like he's just small enough to where I could believe that she could flex on him like a champ. <laughs> that that sounds like that, yo. Honestly, dude, that that does sound like a match right there. Like I think you guys are gonna have to. You know, gonna start working on that. <laughs> Sounds like I'm, I want to see that match now. You know, um, but other than that, like, what are some other like cool things that you guys got to do in UEW? I know we're also doing. Uh, we're trying to get in the meet and greets uh, up and run. We've been having uh, meet and greets at a place called Alpha Comics uh, over in Willow Lawn, Virginia. And it's a place for fans to come out and just. Uh, you know, meet everybody, interact, just hang out, really, while we also do... I did a setup for this, because I also do video, because I, I also do podcast producing on occasion. Uh, so I set up a live stream that we do to the Facebook page so we could have live press conferences, <laughs> so we could kind of have, you know, off-the-cuff promos instead of having time to prepare anything. Leading into shows, that's always fun, so fans that come out to meet and greets get to, you know, watch those that's awesome. That sounds pretty cool. I like that. I like that. What really brought brought the idea to that? Oh, Chris was like, we should do a meet and greet. That was it. Like, there, there was no lead up to it. That was just like, he was just sitting there while we were watching stuff. He's like, we should do a meet and greet. And I was like, okay. All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> How did the first meet and greet go? It went really well. Uh, we filmed a lot of stuff, I'd say. Uh, the videos we made for that, oh, they actually got a lot of views. And I was like, oh, man, we didn't even, there were no post booths, no paid ads to get them out there or anything. And she did really well. I was like, people actually watch these. <laughs> that's, well, that's good. You know, that's that, that's really cool that you guys were able to do that and have, like, a, such a great turnout for that. No? And the first two shows sold out, so I guess something's going right right now. Yeah, no, 100%. What's, what's, um, what's like, your most successful match at UEW? Or are you not match um, show? A successful show. Oh, the second one by far was my successful show. And my best performance at UEW was the second show. Because, right, I'm not going to bury anybody. But, uh, first show, I wrestled three times. Damn. It was a six, it was a, like a six-man tournament. I went to the finals, so I wrestled three times. Uh, one of those three matches I wrestled was not good. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was with. I'll just say it wasn't good. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? Uh, well, sometimes when, you, sometimes when you put a match together, sometimes people think they can do more than their body can physically do. <laughs> Some people think they're ricochet when really they're more like a Jerry Lawler. <laughs> oh, my God. So sometimes one person's tired, the other person's not. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just the whole thing. It's like, I would say, if you're a wrestler, I'll stick to what you can do. Don't try to get cheeky with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You um, know what your body's capable of. <laughs> Yo, seriously. Um, how long was each match, those three matches? Like, how long? What was the longest one? Yeah, the first two are 10 minutes each. The second one, I got suplexed on the outside on the floor. Oh, God. Well, if we liked five minutes before, he asked me, you want to do that? I was like, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? The third match is about 15 minutes. That was me and Damian Wayne. But the match in the second show, Million Towns Better, it was me, a fellow named Rock Richards, and Damian Wayne in the triple threat. It was about 24 minutes long. If you go to the UEW page, it's on there. I'm definitely going to go check it out. Definitely check it out, nerds, because I'm going to be doing that soon. I'm... You know, what What are some other matches in your career that you really just were like, damn, like, this is such a huge milestone for me? Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> milestone matches for me. Uh, I think my biggest match this far was at, uh, you know, the promotion Big Time Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, last year back in, I think it was like May, uh, the fellow Robert Cropper, uh, he also does ring riddles. So, you know, when promotions come through here, they usually rent from him because he's cheap and he actually has a crew to put it together. <laughs> and he got me and my training buddy Logan booked on that big time show. And we were put in the first match. We got eight minutes. It just so happens that our referee that day was uh, our trainer, Chris Sharp, who's current, who's now currently in WWE UK as a full-time ref, was our referee. And the match we put on is from what the fans told us, was the match of the night. And I was like, that's dope. Damn. Uh, the best validation we got, though, when that match is over, when we were leaving through the curtain, to the left of us is Kevin Nash and Art Anderson standing there. I was like, that's cool. Kevin Nash looks at me, says, good match, and goes to shake my hand. I shake his hand. I was like, I'm freaking out on the inside a little bit. <laughs> I got to mark out out loud, but I'm like, that's cool. Uh, fun <laughs> part of that, though, my friend Logan, who I had just wrestled, didn't notice him go to shake our hands, and he just walked off. He just, he just big time Kevin Nash, not Anderson. <laughs> oh my god! That's hilarious. Oh lord, that must have been. <laughs> that sucks. No, but I like how you're saying, like you know, like you're shaking Kevin Nash's hand. And you're like, don't freak out, don't freak out, don't be a mark, don't be a mark. <laughs> it's, it's one of those weird things. It's like. You see people on TV, and you think to yourself at the time, like, I'm never going to meet these people ever, and then you do. It's like... Yeah. 100%, dude. I never... like All these wrestlers I met, I never thought I was going to, you know, meet them, and, <laughs> you know, here I am, you know, X amount of years later, said, yeah, I met them, I met them, I met her, I met him. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, we have a question from a uh, fellow nerd, Kelsey. She wants to know, what are your future goals? If you were to get signed anywhere, what brand would you prefer to go to? <clears throat> if I ever got signed anywhere I've always told myself and I've told everybody at this point I want to go to Ring of Honor really because they do give you the option of uh, not wrestling full time if you don't want to uh, although wrestling full time would be great ideally I would love to just be able to wrestle for a prime source of income but if the current situation they were dealing with tells me things <laughs> Wrestling full time sounds like a good idea till it's not. Yeah, because <laughs> you know a lot of them aren't working right now. <laughs> That's true. Which, which sucks. So it's like, 
It's one of those things, but ideally, if I had to pick a place I could sign right now, it's either Ring of Honor or AEW, purely because I like the idea of A, being able to actually wrestle while I'm there, (laughs) and B, having some sort of say in what my character does, as opposed to just being a part of the, just being another cog in the machine. (laughs) Like, WWE is cool and it's great. But they just got so many people sitting on the back burner and NXT still just training up for years, never to be used, just there for the sole purpose of not going anywhere else. So, like, I don't want to do that. I actually want to wrestle. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love your answers, though. Like, like you're you're 100% correct when you said about um, WWE. There's just a lot of wrestlers just sitting in the back not doing anything. And, you know, you, you know I don't, I don't understand, like... I definitely understand why you wouldn't want that for sure. Like that's that's good. You know, I wouldn't want that for you either. No. Um other than wrestling, man, what do you like to do for fun? What are your hobbies? Like tell the nerds like some fun facts about Sledge. Fun fact well, fun facts about Sledge. I am a nerd. If you couldn't tell by the way I talk <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very nerdy person. I literally like during this entire quarantine thing, it's just been besides work, I work out. And I play video games. I've been playing JRPGs for the last two and a half months. Jeez. In JRPG time is two games. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Aside from that, I've been editing random videos, not for any purpose besides just to have something to do. Uh, my nerdiness, uh, I have a bunch of collectibles in my room. Since this isn't a video podcast, you can't see it, but my, I have a game room in my house. Which is smacked with pictures and random Dragon Ball Z collectibles. That is awesome. I think the nerds listening are gonna go, "Oh, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope." We should wish we could see that. <laughs> uh, what else, man? Like, uh, what are the video games besides the one you named? Do you like? Um, uh, I like all kinds of games. I'm not like one of those people that it's like, man, I play Call of Duty, Madden, and NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. No. No, I have a broad taste in games. I will literally play anything from Persona 5, Grafatado, Farm Simulator 2019. <laughs> anything if it's fun. I'm a huge fan of The Sims. I just like games in general. I'll play games on my phone. Uno, what's up? You the Witcher, you, anything. It doesn't you, matter. You said, like, you said dude, Farm Simulator, dude. Don't 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 sleep on it. Like if you if you ever spent three weeks rotating corn crops. It's addicting. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not judging that. That they, they're just like that's probably like the best thing I heard. I play. I play Farm Simulator. I play anything. That is yeah, awesome. I will, play, I will play anything. I feel like a lot of people who say they're gamers maybe play Call of Duty, Fortnite, Madden, or NBA. <laughs> I'm not saying that doesn't make you a gamer. I'm just saying that's disappointing to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I'm not a, uh, you know, Call of Duty guy. I just, like, you know, I, I play Madden. I play NBA 2K. I play, uh, you know, GTA. But no, I don't play any of it online. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, people say, oh, play online. I'm like, no, I don't have online. I don't want to play online. I am far too competitive. Like, I am, okay, I'm 28 years old now. I used to play online games. I don't anymore. Because I play games for the purpose of unwinding and trying to relax and, to, you know, disconnect from the world because you know it sucks yeah <laughs> and i'm far too competitive and i don't want to piss myself off while i'm trying to relax so it's like you know what single player games that's that's where it's at. yeah the, the, let me just play against the computer right now and not get pissed off at a random kid from in um 
I don't know, California for no reason, <laughs> you know? Like, I, 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 like, past a certain point, I got tired of being called the N-word by a 13-year-old on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really, <laughs> it really does get, you know, become too much where you're like, oh, okay, whatever, fine. It's, we- it's, it's weird. I don't know why that became a thing in online culture, but it just is. I'm like, that's, that's well, why. Exactly. Why? Like, why? Oh, man, man. Other than that, man, like, a- after this whole thing is over and everything is, you know, back to normal, what what are your goals? What What is what is something that Sledge Gibson really wants to accomplish? I'd really like to get back to what I... I had a lot of stuff coming up uh, before everything got shut down. I had a few MCW shows I was going to get to do. You know, Big Time was coming back into town. I was on that show, the one supposed to have Kane on it, and I was like, that'd have been cool to see because, you know, like I said, Kane is the first wrestler I saw, so it would have been really awesome to meet him, so that never happened. Yeah, I'm just trying to get back on track and just keep trying to do bigger and better things every year. Oh, like, you... I'm not... Oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Not really, that's it. I'm just trying to... Basically, I'm just trying to top myself every year, necessarily. I'm not talking about, let me go get signed somewhere. I'm like, how could I improve year over year and have the most fun I can while I can doing this? Yeah, man, you know, like you said, the show about Kane, you know, it never say never. I'm pretty sure, you know, Kane will take, you know, booking somewhere else around your neck of the woods and you'll be able to, you know, be on the show with him. Hey, hell, maybe even take a joke slam from him. Oh, I would sell the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> jumping, I'm jumping out of the ceiling. <laughs> I hope so, bro. I hope I hope you would sell the shit out of that, man. Other than that, man, Sledge, man, this has been so much fun talking to you. Thank you for coming on today. Oh, no problem. Um, really quick before we, we sign off, um, drop some plugs. Where can the nerds of wrestling find Mr. Sledge Gibson? Oh, so you can find Sledge Gibson. Oh, word, I can't even say my own name. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Sledge Gibson. Uh, Instagram, at Sledge underscore Gibson. Uh, I have a YouTube page that's just called Sledge Gibson on there. I have, like, maybe 16 matches on there. I'm not very good at recording them sometimes. And, of course, you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Sledge Gibson. Or you could type in my real name, which I'm not going to say, because you'll find it out if you type in Sledge Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Hey, dude, thank you so much for coming on today again, and we'll stay in touch, man. All right, man, of course. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll hear from you again when uh, you need that logo. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, thanks, man. I'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.